Hi everyone, it's Charles here from the GHFC with podcast number six. Uh, today I'd like to share with you the heartfelt experiences from the carer of a partner struggling with the complex challenges associated uh, with a mental health illness. It is a true story, it's ongoing yet to be resolved, uh, far from it. So here we go. The carer's story. It is very hard sometimes to write about something that is so close to your heart, but I will try to describe what it is like to be the carer for a family member who is suffering from a mental health condition. I am motivated to do this purely in the hope that other carers might read this or hear this and take comfort, maybe even glean some useful information. However, mostly in the hope that they might not feel so alone. There is a lot in the news and in social media about mental health these days. Organisations like the Glass Half Full community are doing great things in this field, particularly around destigmatising mental health and, of course, raising awareness, all of which is, is sterling work which needs to continue. However, there is little mention of the carer's story, and I feel that the picture is incomplete without it. Now, I don't want anyone to feel like this is negative, whining, complaining or accusatory towards those suffering from a mental health condition. But the truth is that when a family member or partner is affected by one of these awful, pernicious, uh, chronic conditions, then the whole family can quite rightly be described as suffering. To put it bluntly, the carer is faced with a number of challenges once it becomes apparent that the recent uncharacteristic or worrying behaviour in their partner, son or daughter has become more and more apparent, being more than just a blip. I'll return to look at these issues in more detail a bit later on, but for now I think it is worth just summarising the challenges I faced, including how long has this been going on? What caused this? Is it something I did or am doing wrong? What can I do to stop this or at least ameliorate it? Why does nothing that I say or do seem to make the slightest bit of difference? How can this person behave like this? Can't they see the effect that they are having on the rest of the family? Why don't they care? I'm trying to be sympathetic, but for the love of God, I hate this behaviour. How can I stop myself getting upset or even losing my temper? After a while, you realise that you can no longer hide this from friends and family. A note here that this is an important step, because if you continue to try to cover it up, which is a very natural reaction, then people start to be offended by the behaviour that they experience, and your friends in particular will start to drift away, leaving you isolated and lonely. And finally, you will also at some point realise that perhaps that long overdue trip to uh, the doctor needs to happen. For us, this was the start of a nightmarish journey of disappointment and failure. Now, as I recall, my, my own story as a carer started in late 2003, possibly early 2004, as it is very hard to precisely pin down the, uh, the start of all this because you, you don't see it coming. So it may have been bubbling away um, somewhat before this time. Now at the time uh, I was living in South East England, married with four really lovely children. My wife, Diana, 
not her real name, was a delightful, energetic and vibrant person. We lived in a lovely house in a nice neighbourhood. We had no money worries. It seemed that we were high and dry. But then the weirdness started. Diana would become withdrawn for, for two or three weeks at a time, even a month, enduring periods of what I thought of as her being down, uh, gradually lengthening. As we had a mature and strong relationship, we talked about it, as you are supposed to, right? Diana diagnosed herself as having SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder, as it appeared to be worse in the long winter months. At one time, we even talked about going to live in Australia to combat this problem, but were unable to get that over the line. On reflection, I don't believe that move would have helped, except that I do understand mental health well-being provision in Australia is, is more advanced than that which is currently available in the UK. As it happened, one day while working from home, I decided to walk the children to school because Diana was feeling down. I also took the dog for a, a, a walk for good measure. When I returned home, imagine my horror at finding Diana with her head in the gas fire trying to gas herself in possibly the most incompetent way possible. I have to confess that my initial reaction was to get cross. Now, I know you're supposed to be sympathetic, but sometimes, particularly when you're under other external pressures, such as your inbox filling up and missed uh, business meetings, being faced with this outrageous selfish stupidity, you just can't. Uh, it is a massive conflict of emotion uh, and it drains you completely. So as a result, came a long overdue trip to the doctor. Needless to say, being arranged by me while expressing sentiments like, right, that's it. We are going to the doctor whether you like it or not. This, of course, becoming yet another source of conflict and emotion between us. Diana was bitterly opposed to any medical intervention, not trusting the doctors to help at all. Needless to say, she came along under noisy duress. For my part, I had to question whether I was taking this action because I thought it would help, or was I partly doing it for the look of the thing, so I could be seen to be acting responsibly, maturely, and with compassion. This in turn had the effect of making me feel bad. It, it seemed ridiculous that this was happening to us at all. However, it is important to note that by this time at least two years had elapsed since this all became a thing in our house. It was now 2006, so in actual fact, it was long overdue. We sat in the surgery waiting room, not speaking, with the exception of Diana protesting that this was a stupid waste of everybody's time. Then we were called, to which we both filed in as Diana wanted me to be involved. This was it, as far as I was concerned. I had called in the cavalry. It was all going to be okay. Well, one of the opening questions from the doctor uh, was, uh, was Diana having suicidal thoughts? To which Diana confirmed that this was the case. So here we were, this previously physically and mentally healthy mother of four who had never bothered the, doc the doctor to that day had just admitted to having suicidal thoughts for no apparent rational reason. I thought again, well, this is it. The National Health Service would swing into action, examine her in great detail, get to the bottom of it, and we would be A-OK. -okay. How wrong could I be?
barely lifting his eyes off his desk without so much as taking a temperature or blood pressure reading, the doctor wrote out a prescription for Prozac, after which we shambled out of his surgery, thanking him profusely for being kind enough to expend a few centimetres of biro rink on us. I cannot begin to explain my feeling of helplessness and frustration as we walked down to the chemist. We picked up the prescription and Diana, who I omitted to say uh, had studied pharmacology at university, pulled out the little sheet of paper and said, read these side effects. Do you really expect me to take these things? And so it began. Well, there we go, the carer's story. The GFC would like to express our gratitude um, for the sharing of this this true, uh, evocative and powerful carer experience. Diana is still coping with her demons, as her as are all her family. Uh, reading between the lines, Diana is not so much in denial, more that she is unwilling to seek professional support to assist her in managing her illness. From discussions with Diana's carer, it would appear that provisions for mental health well-being in the UK are not as advanced or sophisticated as in Australia. Uh, the Black Dog Institute in Australia promote an holistic approach to managing mental health issues, which in short uh, comprise a combination of medication with talking therapies, which include uh, meditation and cognitive behaviour techniques. I am sure you will join me in recognising the bravery of Diana's uh, carer in sharing the experiences uh, uh, I've, just, I've just read to you. Well, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, stay mentally well. Goodbye from Charles at the GHFC.